0: 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Happy Friday. It is the end of the week. We get one more conversation about Psalm 42. One more conversation about Psalm 42, and
0: we are getting excited about worshiping together this Lord's Day. If you're in the Tampa area, we hope that you'll come out and worship with us at Livingston. We're meeting at 10 a.m. For worship, and all the information you'll need is at our website, christiansmeethere.org. Now, I like Fridays because we find Jesus in the Psalms. That, it's always Good Friday on Text Talk. That's exactly right. So you're going to read from Psalm 42, and we're the, going to talk about
1: Jesus. The New Living Translation, Psalm 42, for the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where can I go and stand before him? Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I'll put my hope in God. I'll praise Him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you, even from the distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mazar. I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me and through each night I sing his songs praying to God who gives me life. O God, my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff. Where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. We see that the psalmist was being taunted
0: here, which is something that we have seen in earlier psalms. I know we talked about this one as Korah is the name drop and not David, but certainly in many of the Davidic psalms, the enemies are all about, they're taunting him, and they're hurling their, their accusations. But this one is really about questioning God and his commitment and confidence in God they keep asking him where is your God uh, it comes up twice in the psalm I notice early on in verse 3 they're continually saying to me where is your God and then again in verse 10 all day long they're saying to him where is your God and so there is this an in, incessant um, voice of, of doubt and ridicule to this man of faith which is going to be piling on, I would think, this sense of spiritual drought. When
1: you're already feeling about abandoned and separated and isolated, and all the people around you are telling you, you're abandoned and isolated and separated, <laughs> it's hard not to feel it. Yeah, that's a difficult thing. That's a difficult <laughs> thing. Where is your God? Where is your God? Uh, that's Honestly, this is where I find Jesus in this psalm, Andrew. Yeah? I believe, or I, when I hear this question... What I'm hearing is Satan in the wilderness with Jesus after 40 days of fasting, mm. as he is afflicting himself, and the tempter comes to Jesus. And he doesn't say the words, where is your God? But he starts his first two temptations with, if you are the Son of God. Yeah. Jesus had just been baptized The clouds had parted. The light had shone on him. The dove had descended and the voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And he goes out driven by the spirit and he's afflicted for 40 days. And now the tempter comes to him and his first words, the first thing he hears, another voice is, if you are the son of God, are you sure you're the son of God? surely, surely. If you really had this relationship with God that you think he wouldn't let you starve, mm-hmm. he wouldn't let you be parched mm-hmm. and dehydrated. So turn this stone into bread. Oh, yeah. Just just go ahead and do this. this. This is obviously God's plan for you if you really had that relationship. Jesus, of course, bypasses that by explaining that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word Word. that comes from the mouth of God, which I think actually is a point back to, I don't have to have bread to know that I am God's son. He said, I'm his son. Mm -hmm. I live by his word. Yeah, yeah. So we get to the next temptation, and it's taken up on the pinnacle, and he says, throw yourself off because the scripture says he won't let you dash your foot against a stone, and he'll give his angels charge concerning you if— If you really have this relationship with God, if if your relationship with God is really that strong, he won't let you get beat to death. He won't let the waters overflow your head and beat you against the rocks and destroy your life. He won't allow that to happen. And of course, Jesus overcame that temptation by highlighting, we don't put the Lord to the test. You know, we we trust him. We know he's mm-hmm. there, in mm-hmm. fact. And that's what we're seeing in this psalm. Yeah. This psalm is the, the, the person who is dealing with struggles, even facing the doubts, facing yeah. the taunts of the enemies, but constantly giving himself the self-talk that says, but I know God is there. I know God is there. I'm trusting his word. I'm trusting his promise. I I think we see when the, these enemies taunting, where is your God? It's, it's the same as what the devil did to Jesus in the wilderness. I appreciate that connection so
0: much. And just as we find it being repeated in the Psalm, verse three, they're taunting him, where is your God? Verse 10, they're taunting him, where is your God? We know that even in the life of Jesus, this same type of testing, this same type of temptation came again. If you are the son of God, when Jesus is upon the cross in Matthew chapter 27, uh, it's recorded for us there, how people came around and they taunted him with this same type of message. If you are the son of God, prove it. If you are the son of God, come down off the cross. You saved others, save yourself. It's the same kind of thing. And I guess one of the the lessons that I'm seeing here, one of the lessons that I'm learning is that there may be more than one time of spiritual parch. There may be more than one time when the
1: enemies come around you and want to test and say, where is your God? Talking about more than one time. I think we have this tendency to view Jesus as living this this life and the temptation all happened in the wilderness and he only got tempted 3 times. Yeah. When in reality, what we're seeing is right here on the cross, he's actually receiving the exact same temptation. If you're the Son of God, do this thing. Surely, surely, if you had the relationship with God that you have told us you have, God would not allow you to be on this cross in this moment. If you really had this relationship with God, if you're really the king that you're telling us, you'd come down from there. It's. It's yeah. really the same temptation that he is facing right here at this very last moment. Mm-hmm. As he is about to fulfill all that God sent him to do, we now have the tempter speaking through the enemies, taunting, where is yeah. your God? Where is your God? Where is your God now? Where is your God now? If, if if you really had him, if he was really yours, this wouldn't be happening. I
0: do see as well... When We have moments of temptation and I think about what we're taught about Jesus in the book of Hebrews How he was tempted in all points as are we yet without sin that there really is the difficulty of temptation there really is the um, feeling of of Distraught and and even abandonment in difficult times I look at this psalm and, and I wonder if if the Lord had seasons maybe in that 40 days where where he was dry and panting for God, like, you know.
1: Well, on the cross, he quotes the psalmist, my God, my God, why, why have, have you, you forsaken, forsaken me? me? Which is very similar to yes. what's being said in this psalm. Why yes, am I going is. about oppressed by these enemies? It is. And so we, we see that very same. And so the confidence
0: then, because what does the psalmist say? I will praise him, yet I will praise him. And Jesus continues on to the end, knowing that there's going to be the greatness of the resurrection.
1: And at that moment on the cross, there were only two people in the whole world that understood Jesus would praise him again. Mm. Jesus and the thief, that watching the way Jesus was handling this, realized something about Mm -hmm. him. He really is. Who he says he is. Yeah. He he's not one of us. He's he's not a criminal like us. And that thief changed his tune and even rebuked the other yeah. thief on the cross. And said, Why are you doing this? We look. Hey, we're here because we deserve it. Can't right? you see? He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Can't you mm-hmm. see? And they he understood. And so he turns to Jesus and says, "Remember me when you come in your kingdom. I know you're going to praise God again." Yeah. And he's and he he actually gets to that point because he's watching Jesus how Jesus is acting during this time of exhaustion and dehydration or drowning, whichever way you want to see this being on the cross, whether it's the breakers of the waves hitting him again and again and dashing him against the rocks, or it's the dehydration, as would happen on the cross. Either way, the thief is looking at how he's handling it, Mm -hmm. and that's what brings him around. Yeah. With the dehydration, I thirst. Yeah. Yeah think about us yeah think about it i I don't know what you're about to say but i think about us how many times do people around us where is your god you know i see that people are starving in other countries where's your god why isn't your god doing something about that or when there's persecution why isn't your god doing something about this when when laws are being enacted in countries and nations that everyone knows goes against the Bible, but they think that's a demonstration that they're defeating the Bible. Where's your God? Why won't your God do something about this right now? It goes back to that thing I brought up earlier. Everybody's expecting the Elijah moment, but sometimes there's the it doesn't seem to be working moment. There's the there, there's the drought or there's the drowning. And, and in those moments, people will be saying that. And I hear that. I'll tell you. I know you're sick of hearing about this. I just read Atlas Shrugged. Yeah. Ayn Rand. Um, And boy, in the middle of that, there is just a great by great, I mean huge, not a good, but a, a large screed against religion and Christianity mm. about, you know, these these mystics who believe that there's God and a promise of heaven, and, and they're living by this Bible when what we need to live by is reality. Mm. I mean, she's basically asking, where is your God? And I have to tell you, as I was reading this interminable speech by John Galt that just would not end, and I would just throw out, as I've said to other friends, that any of my Christian friends who like this book should never, ever complain about my long-windedness again. That's a side <laughs> point. But just, just this long, long rant that goes against God. And I, I have to tell you, as I was reading it, there was a moment when I was thinking, oh, man, oh, man, what, where is my God? Why isn't he standing up against this? Why isn't he doing something about this? but I have to come back to exactly where the psalmist was. Perhaps it's good that as I'm reading that and struggling with that, I've been in Psalm 42 that reminds me, it's not about what I feel right now. It's not about what I sense. It's about the fact that I know God is there and, and I have to be telling myself that. And I have to keep coming back to the word of God and reminding myself, God really is going to fix these things. He is going to take care of this. I will be praising him and there will come a time when that's all I'm doing. I really appreciate that we've had these conversations this week looking at
0: Psalm 42. Uh, one of the hymns, which is the takeoff from this psalm, is As the Deer, and there's some lovely sentiments in that song. Oh, yeah. um, but as far as going through the the ebbs and flow of faith and the challenges of walking with God, uh, this psalm here is just uh, so much deeper than, than that
1: hymn, mm. and, uh, and it's blessed me to dig into it this week. I really appreciate me it. Me too. I'm glad we've gotten to talk about it. We'd love to hear from you what you're learning from the Psalms. We'd love to know what's helping you, uh, what you're learning from whatever else you're reading. Send us a message. Text talk at ChristiansmeetHere.org. Text talk at ChristiansmeetHere.org. Join us Sunday at 10 a.m. to worship God together, whether you're feeling it or not. And I can't even promise you that when you come worship with us, you'll feel it. But we know God is with us, and we lay ourselves out before Him and we worship Him. That's the only way to get. To the feelings. Don't wait for the feelings to show up. Gather with Christians and worship God. Serve Him. We will praise Him again. Andrew, wrap us up with prayer.
0: Our great God and Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this week that we have been in Psalm 42 together. It's a short Psalm, Father, but rich with imagery and and power. And today, as we've thought about our Lord, we've thought about how He faced temptation, questions at the beginning of His ministry, as He faced the great tempter. If he is the son of God questions of the end upon the cross when he was going through the pain of Paying for our sins that we might be redeemed And suffering that long obedience before he would know the glory of the resurrection father We are we are challenged again by the great example of our Lord We want to to be like him and father my prayer for myself and for all who are praying along right now Lord is that whether we see ourselves being crushed by the billows and waves of hardships or parched, Father, with spiritual difficulty and beset by temptation, that we would be encouraged to know we will praise you again. And it is through Jesus that we will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throng!
0: You're still here? What, are you waiting for us to say something silly?